This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 139. Hey, is Donald Trump killing the church or saving it? No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, how you doing, man? You're dropping bombs right here at the beginning of the show. You're, yeah. you, you pulled out the T word. <laughs> We're jumping in strong. <laughs> the T word, the, the, the Donald. Oh, my gosh. The Maybe the most powerful man, they say, in the world at this point in time. Is that true, do you think? That's, I heard it. I guess, I mean, many would say that the last X amount of American presidents, maybe for 100 years or so at least, yeah. have been the most powerful individuals in the planet. Yeah. I think the Pope might be, but Donald Trump, man, we're <laughs> wow. a, a polarizing figure for sure. Yeah, definitely that. Um, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this today. We're gonna talk about Trump today, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but this isn't gonna go probably where people think it might. Okay, okay. We will answer the question that you just asked. You yep. know, is Donald Trump killing the church or saving it? Um, we will uh, we'll answer that. Um, but we're going to take this, I think, maybe to some places people aren't, listen, you know, like used to thinking about these things. So, um, and I want to say right up front, like no one likes talking politics, um, <laughs> but here we are doing it anyway. And yep. religion on a kind of a religious podcast. So it's like, here we go. What else? What else can we? <laughs> Jumping in strong. Yeah. yeah. What can we kick? But I will say this. Um, I, in this last election, I, I vote. I'm a voter. I was, yep. I, it's a privilege, I think. And so, um, but I did not vote for either of the mainline parties yep. this time. And I, I didn't, I did vote. People can read into who I, they think I voted for. It's probably not who you think sure. uh, it's, but I just say, so my, I don't really have a dog in this hunt in a sense of, Oh, if only we'd gotten instead of Trump, we'd gotten Hillary or whatever. It's like, sure. I, that's, that's not even where I want to go today, yep. but I do want to address, I think some pretty important issues here. Yeah. You. And I think it's important too, to reference, um, if, if you're kind of looking more of how we should talk about politics back on episode 107 of life school, when we talked about how to be a, how to talk about politics without being a polarizing jerk there was you the topic. Go. And this might be like part two of that in some degree. Yeah, but, but, but you uh, can start there. 107 is a good episode to bounce back to if you want to hear kind of how we should talk about politics as a follower of Jesus. I feel like la- the last couple of weeks I've spent more time in the car than I usually do. Okay. And that's the only place I hear talk radio. Like I don't have, I don't even think I own a radio in my house. Yeah. You know, like just sit down in front of like on a carpet in front <laughs> like of the like 1930s. When you're kids. Like, yeah. Like, totally. yeah. like a Christmas story. Wait, Annie Oakley's on. Anyway. <laughs> but I, because of that, I generally listen to talk radio. Just, I don't know. I find for long drives, dialogue sure. holds my interest better than the same songs every hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, I've kind of spun around the dial and it's amazing how it doesn't almost matter what the talk show's about. Yep. Somehow it's about Trump. Hmm. He's freaking killing everything. He's saving everything. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be any middle ground. <laughs> it's crazy. It's either and, far left or far right. And it's right even now. more so than I thought. Because I've had to start I've had to start sort of uh, limiting how much news media on TV I watch. Because yeah. it's just crazy, right? So, but then I was sn- it snuck up on me in the car. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so let's, get, let's dive in on this a little bit. Okay, so Donald Trump, it's funny you say that. Because like we've said, he is a very polarizing figure. And I would say... 
if I was divide divide my Facebook friends in half, half of them would say that he was the savior of America and the free world, and the other half would say that he's probably the Antichrist incarnate. Oh, strongly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we have to believe, at the very least, that he has been placed in his position of authority by God, correct? Well, I think so. I mean, I okay, so there, there's the, the, the de facto scripture that that always gets quoted and so i'm going to quote it though because it's a great starting and jumping off point there i think here is romans 13 and i'm, gonna, I'm just going to read a chunk of it it's 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 the beginning of the chapter it's verses one through four okay. but there'll be a lot of nuggets in here i think for us to kind of you know grow out of here so so the apostle paul here is talking to both jews okay. and gentiles not non-jewish peoples but maybe they're believers and he's, he's kind of speaking to the church in this book, right? Yep. And uh, it's a young church, just getting started. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have been writing about it. <laughs> okay? Yep. So here's what, he, here's what he says in light of this topic. Uh, Romans 13, verses 1 through 4. He goes, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. Okay, pretty clear. It's not too gray there. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Hmm. Verse 2. Consequently, so in other words, pay attention, Whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted or put in place, in other words. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're saying is, did God place him there? Well, according to Paul, yeah. And of course, he's talking about Roman rule here. Sure. And it was horrible to be, you know, Jew under Roman rule at the time. Um, so going on, it says, and, and um, so whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Hmm. Now, it doesn't say depending on which side you're on. It's weird. Like, yeah. if you rebel against God, you bring judgment on yourself. Jesus says something very similar to that, doesn't he? Yep. Okay. Verse 3, for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you'll be commended. It means it'll go well for you, right? Uh, verse 4, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good, but if you do wrong... Be afraid, for rulers rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. Meaning rulers do have power, hmm. and they wield it. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. I kind of wish that last bit was left off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of tracking like, okay, you know, sovereign God sure. places people in power, and it's ultimately to do his good. But then, you know... You Paul's, lost me at the agents of wrath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, wow. Which means that sometimes they're going to do things that are punishing evildoers and wrongdoers in the world, and, but because of we're humans, mm. we may not see it or agree with it that way. Oh. It's weird. Yeah. Okay? So I think many Christians accept this basic idea that God has placed all government and authority in place. Sure. Ultimately to accomplish his will. But there seems to be considerable disagreement on what constitutes an evildoer and how such moral authority or civic authority should be used. Right, because yeah. that's part of why we have wars. Hmm. Our side is 100% sure that we're in the right. They're the evildoers, and they're writing the same thing from the other direction. Yeah, exactly. Polishing it in another language or whatever, right? So, but, but check this out. Romans 12 and 13, because there's, there's like, that, that was right at the beginning of 13, so Paul's kind of setting up like something in 12. Hmm. It's not about our right to self-defense or responding to evil. That's really not the point of it. It's, it's about how Christians have an obligation to obey authorities, even if these authorities aren't explicitly Christian, hmm. okay? But, okay, and this is a big, huge but, notice how what he is saying to both Jews and Gentiles here is sandwiched between 
oh, something so big, the call to love. Okay. So, I mean, let me just, let me just roll some additional scripture on here. So right before he said all that stuff that I just read in Romans 13 about submitting to that, that authority that God's placed there. I mean, check it out. Just a, just a cursory glance through Romans 12, love in action. Love must be sincere. Hate what's evil. Cling to what's good. Be devoted to one another. Um, bless those who persecute you Hmm. bless and do not curse. Don't, don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people who are lower than you. Don't be conceited. Don't repay anyone evil for evil. <laughs> on and on, right? Yeah. Love your enemy. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals in. It's, it's this, okay, huge call to how the church, how we are to live. Hmm. And it's love your enemy. Yeah. But then when you get to 13... Okay, then it's that let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, da-da-da. They're there because God put them there, and they can be agents of wrath. Guess what follows that right after what I read? Love fulfills the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to what? Love one another. Hmm. For whoever loves others has actually fulfilled the law. So then you go, oh, that's what he's meaning about keep the laws, and you won't bring judgment upon yourself. If your focus is loving everyone— yeah. Not focused on, well, who's an authority and do I agree with God or not? Hmm. Oh, that's really what's going on there. If your focus is on the command to love, you fulfill the law. There's no condemnation for you. That's what Paul is encouraging us to. I've never looked at it that way. So those verses get quoted all the time. And so it's like, well, there he is. He's God's God's man for the job. She's God's man for the job. Well, yes. Sure. Mm -hmm. But look at, you you mean, you know, we put all those breaks in there and chapter breaks and all. (laughs) It's one big letter. This is a little treatise of like, yeah, submit to authority as part of how you fulfill the law, which is to love your enemies and love everyone. And if they're hungry, feed them and all that. Never says anything about dropping bombs on them or... Yeah. <laughs> Isn't and it I, interesting how we, we tend to package like even the Second Chronicles 714, like my people who are called by my... And we take all this prayer and it's because we prayed that Trump's in office and we're so glad that he's, you know, God's man for this job. And you go like, definitely placed there. But this is on us to actually love one another and to so regardless the law. of which side of the political aisle you're on and how much you love or hate our current leadership, Trump yeah. included, that is a very strong it's a command, charge to us. Yeah. Charge to us there, and I and I it's oh, it's so powerful because it's just wrapped up in a big love sandwich. Really, yeah. that's what it is. Which is yeah, as you were saying, this is even a bigger issue at hand for the church, because I think it has to do with ultimately our true citizenship, right? Yeah. And I would love to talk about that a little bit, um, because we are citizens of a different kingdom. We've got a different ruler, yeah. and it's King Jesus. That's right. And We do. How, and, how do we... Go, go ahead. And how we, how we respect a leader of the country we live in, you know, while ultimately remembering and bowing to serve a greater king. Yeah, what does that look like? Right? Because that's what, that's what Paul's talking about. Hey, respect those leaders. Just remember the greater law that you're fulfilling here, right? Yeah. So exactly. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. I want to I want to start out by defining a little bit of what, what nationalism is, mm-hmm. what patriotism patriotism is, and also what like what you were just talking about. Our true citizenship is God's family, a family that has a king that we serve, and here's good news: who will rule eternally, yeah. not just for four years or two terms. Yeah, and right? justly, and yeah, yeah, right. He's so, the greatest king. So I'd say I consider myself a patriot hmm. in as much as I am grateful for this country and that I get to live in this country. Sure. I am. And I'm grateful to the men and the women who've given their lives 
uh, in, to secure this freedom and the liberties that me and my family enjoy, the fact we can get on the air and do a podcast, do whatever we want to do, say what we want to do. Sure. Um, I don't want that to end. And I'm, I'll say I'm proud of many of the things that Americans in the last couple hundred years have accomplished in the world. Yeah. And my hope is that this country can become even more generous movement of good in the world. Okay? Hmm. That's what patriotism is all about. Hmm. Now, I think where it becomes nationalism, quote unquote, is when we begin to find our identity in all of that. When our identity and our value and our worldview is primarily shaped by the fact that we're Americans. America. Yeah, America, yeah. yeah. And, and we believe our country's the best, and it's always right, and we should win at everything at all costs. That's nationalism, hmm. and that's at times very dangerous, and I think it's really small for us Christians to see ourselves that way. That's like, wow, like your yeah. dad is king of the universe, and he's made you a part of his forever family, and your citizenship is not here, and, and you're going to like limit it to this one little viewpoint? Yeah. Because maybe your taxes got raised, or you, you know they changed your bus route for your kids, or you know, it's like, yeah, locally, it's like, what? I think that's actually really interesting. Uh, nationalism it seems like would be the conversations of when we talk about refugees or walls and we're going like, man, are we really refugees? Was Jesus a refugee? Nationalism is the keep everyone out, protect us. We win us first. Yeah. Better economy. That's very different than patriotism, isn't it? Absolutely. And And really neither have very little to do with citizenship and our ultimate identity. Yeah. And that's, you know, for any longtime listeners know, I'm going to bring this stuff back to our identity. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. A lot. So, so I think, that being an American is great, but being the kingdom of God is so much bigger mm. and better and eternal. Yep. So look, look at scripture says in Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. That means rightly with God and he'll give you everything you need. Mm. Okay, so that's how you get the things in this life that you want, need, and desire rightly, righteously, yeah. is by seeking the kingdom of God first. That citizenship, not nationalism. Mm. That doesn't mean you can't be like, I'm, you know, I'm proud of our country or I'm pulling for it or I'm pushing on it, but my identity is not found in it. And scripture teaches that we're not ultimately citizens of this world. That's so small, but that we're citizens of God's otherworldly kingdom. And Jesus said that the kingdom of God's here Mm -hmm. and it's now, and it, this is, this is powerful. It's within us. So it's not an external kingdom made up of stuff and property and bombs and politics. Wow. Right? Paul says in Philippians 3, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's super important to remember that Jesus' kingdom stands above America. If God, Christ is God, put all authority in place in national ways, in country ways, but it all sits below his authority. So Jesus' kingdom stands above America, you know, America, that's where you and I live. I know mm. we've got listeners all over the world, but wherever, if you're from Norway, you're from Sweden, you're from Australia, Australia yeah. it's, Jesus' kingdom stands above all that government because they put it in place. It's set apart. His, his is eternal. And one day, America and other nations and all their presidents and rulers will just be a footnote in history. Hmm. But God's kingdom will never end. It's good news, man. It's really good news. And what it sounds like you're saying is that ultimately Trump isn't, doing either he's not killing or saving the church because the church is eternal the The church is eternal and it's and 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 trump's for because we're talking about him today his rule his authority the way he'll get used is all placed under god's ultimate sovereign authority Mm. and rule 
So it, you know what I mean? It'd be like someone way down the totem pole is not, doesn't get to usurp the ultimate plans of a sovereign, powerful God. Yeah. So, so ultimately, Trump can't either kill or save the church. Hmm. The president, you know, right? I mean, because we're the church. Yeah. But let me just say this, sort of side note parentheses. The president has the civil authority to protect the United States. Okay. Okay, or whatever nation you're from, but we're talking about Trump here. And no one disputes that. But the Bible does not give this president or any other president moral authority over us. Yeah, the so president's ultimately subjective and answers to God. Hmm. Now, I mean, let's not rush past that. So he's got a civic authority, okay, but he does not have a moral authority that that's not given to him by God, and it doesn't sit under God's authority. Huh. So the authority of the president falls under God's authority and serves the people who elected him, and that includes many of God's family on the earth and here in America, the church. That's us. Yep. But our king and a kingdom and our ultimate citizenship dictates our ultimate loyalty and where we get our true identity from. And therefore, our own moral authority and how we treat people, and like Paul exhorts the early Christians, is to love and treat enemies like friends and live like Jesus did. Hmm. So does that mean that as Christians, we don't really need to worry about what Trump or any other political or governmental leaders do? I don't think that's what you're saying. I'm not saying that. That that that's not like stick your head in the sand and then yeah. don't worry about it. You know, just kind of wait for heaven, kind of thing. I think sure. heaven's come here. Some scripture teaches yep. that the kingdom is now. The kingdom has has come yeah. in Christ. But we need to realign our true identity and our citizenship with the goals of God. Because hmm. if you if you claim God as your king, Jesus is your king, the part of His kingdom. That's your citizenship. Then you exist and you desire to live your life ultimately. For his goals, sure, and his objectives. So th- that that's how we have to start. That's mm. how we have to start. So it, do I? Just I go like, well, I'm not. Gonna, I'm just not going to watch the news anymore. I'm not going to listen to talk radio. I'm going to forget about. It. No, um, here's a few things I was thinking about. Sure, start by praying about the things that you're concerned about or that are ticking you off, and ask God to give you the mind of Christ on that issue, mm. not the mind of whoever on talk radio, left or right. You know, sure, right? Like start there. Because I'll be honest with you, I can very easily see something on the news and go like, yeah, that's not right. That bugs me. Yep. And then flick over to the other, you know, another channel like, but wait a minute, that makes sense. That's, you know. Yeah. So start by praying about these things that you have concern with the issues and ask God to give you the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And maybe this sounds trite, but please, please pray for the leaders in our country. Yeah. Both those you agree with and those that you can't stand. See, it's hard to hate someone that you regularly pray for. Think about it. Wow. So I know half, right now half the people listening are like, I freaking hate Trump. I can't stand Trump. Sure. Okay? So wherever they're at, that there's probably 50% at least right now going, yep, that's where I sit. Have you prayed for that man hmm. to have wisdom, to, to have the mind of God, to to be patient, to to sit under the authority that placed him there? Like, And I'll tell yeah. you what, when, when you pray, pray for someone regularly it's pretty hard to hate them it kind of <laughs> sandpapers your heart a yeah, bit, right yeah. and and here's the thing if you actually hate your leaders like if you're just honest with yourself you hate you have hate in your heart for them and speak horribly about them well jesus says you're uh, guilty of murder that was just heavy that's pretty heavy yeah. that's bad i want to say that's bad and as far as i know trump and all of our current senate and congress right now 
have never murdered anyone. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it might be worse. Well, like, Your might have, be worse. I know that we're going to get people writing us and sending us articles where, like, yeah, these people, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, what I, my point is, we are not to be murderers. We're not to be haters. We're, we're, we're called to see the kingdom of God and our ultimate citizenship and God's glory hmm. as primary. And so if God in his sovereignty has chosen to put those leaders there back to Romans 13, then to hate on them and and just be anti everything about it is really sure. to say, God, your choice kind of sucked. Yeah. And we don't want to be that way. In fact, we don't, we don't need to, and we get to be differently. We yeah. get to believe our identity and our citizenship and that, that all that governmental authority sits under that moral authority of God. Hmm. That's good, man. I even know we have a mutual friend that is involved in local politics because he believes in the kingdom come and he wants to be part of that. And he's going, Hey, salt of the earth. I'll start locally. Like I'll, I'll get on city council and I'll serve here because I can actually start bringing about kingdom impact in the here and now. Absolutely. And I, I think it's, I think it's imperative that Christians are involved in politics, yeah. both local, regional, national. Hey, uh, we're running out of time, so let's get to the big three. And as you know, if you're a listener of the show, the big three are three takeaways practical that we'd love for you to walk away with right now. Some tips, some some things that we really want to get to your head, your heart, your hands about. Yeah, trying to help us. What do we can... need to believe? What do we need to think about? What, what can we start doing? Yeah, absolutely. You get those uh for free, you can get the download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 139. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 139. Caesar, what would you say the big three for this week are? I wonder if I didn't say them, if more people would go to download them. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, just you know, just go as an find experiment, it. go find it, and then you'll get to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share them because we always do. But um, the reason we have them as a free download is because these are sort of like, hey, if you take anything away from this, take this away. Yep. And if you kind of want to share the essence of this episode with people, um, this would be a good talking points thing. Yeah. So you download that, right? Okay, so first I'd say it's important to remember that all authority is under God's sovereign rule and reign. So whether we agree with or love or really dislike our national leaders, God is ultimately sovereign in accomplishing his purposes. He really is. Hmm. And establishing his glory throughout the world. And he's been doing that throughout all of history. It's, you really need to remember that. So that that's sort of the divine take a deep breath yeah, and remember who's large and in charge. Okay. Second, realign your citizenship and your true identity under God's loving and sovereign and eternal rule. Okay. The kingdom of God is remember it's it's entered by being born of God's own spirit. That's how we enter the kingdom. That's how we obtain that forever citizenship in the kingdom of God. And it's obtained not by political correctness or military might. And no politician or elected official can ever separate you from God's love or from his forever family. It's so cool, man. It's beautiful. I need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Third, kind of the hands thing. Start to speak love and peacemaking into every political conversation you have. Hmm. You get to. Pray daily for your leaders to have wisdom, to seek peace in this really broken world. And uh, along with that, vote your conscience as, as a privilege of being a part of this country or whatever country you're a citizen of. You have a voice, hmm. and hopefully you'll use it in light of your father's heart and his kingdom and the examples given to us by his son, Jesus. Yeah, those are fantastic. Thanks for those. All right, so download those Yep, over there at, uh, what's the address It's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 139. There you go. Again, 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 139. You'll get those notes for free. 
And uh, one thing we want to do is invite you to be part of this conversation on Facebook. All you got to do, go to the search bar and type in Life School Podcast. We'll approve you, let you into the group where we try to have conversation. And uh, Troy Miller is always writing some really cool comments on... Uh, Troy's blowing it up there. It's good news, man. <laughs> right we have book. to have him on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, Troy, and, You know, it's like if you think like, oh, these guys are just having a conversation, Caesar and Heath, it'd be cool to just talk to those guys someday or have a coffee or beer with them or something yeah. like that. Well, that's sort of how you get to on Facebook right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe someday we should just call one of our listeners and include him in the show. That'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. Troy, Troy you're your top out. of the list so far, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for everybody for being here with us. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, we're getting into the time of the year with holiday seasons where we have have family members in our crowded living rooms and maybe there's an issue with dealing with family or maybe there is one or two family members that just drive you absolutely crazy we're going to talk about that next week on the life school podcast so we hope you join us for that as always you can get more information by visiting us at 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast